Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Mahila Collective, where we explore changing times and our evolving selves as the feminist type. I'm your host, Parena. So we're recording an episode today after like a really long time with what's been going on in the country with the pandemic. Uh, we were also taking a break and trying to deal with the whole situation. And these are really, really hard times. And we hope everyone and their families are safe. So today we're talking about a topic that is very relevant right now. And we've been wanting to discuss this for quite a long time. Uh, we'll be discussing the news and our relationship with it as millennials, millennials, or Gen Z consumers. Since this relationship is so deeply linked with social media today, we discuss its consequences and how we have been fighting off echo chambers along with some healthy habits for news consumption. Hi everyone, this is Apoorva here. I am super excited and nervous for this episode because I feel we're constantly learning something about this every day. And I think we have a really long way to go. Yeah. Hi, everyone. This is Shruti. I too am like really glad that we finally were able to record after like almost two months now. And this episode, I think this again was something that we wanted to do for a very long time. And now it feels more relevant than ever with everything that is going on. So people our age are definitely over TV news for obvious reasons. And most have stopped reading the newspapers. A majority of us consume news from the from social media or apps that run on algorithms. So how have you been consuming the news and how has it changed or evolved over the years? Um, so personally, uh, however frivolous that sounds, but I don't remember a time where I consumed news off of newspapers. I mean, the mostly uh, whatever I knew about current affairs was hearsay, which you would listen here and there, some bits that you heard off of TV and that was it. Uh, and like never really, we were never really made to care what was happening in the world. Uh, I downloaded InShots a few years back, probably something to scroll in the metro when all of the social media apps used to be exhausted. So that was all news for me. I think I genuinely started observing and caring only like a couple of years ago. And it was, and, and I think it was heavily focused on social media when social media and memes suddenly became our source for news. I think that is when it is again, it was hearsay, right? So I think the relationship has been very murky and very weird. So for me, I think I did used to read the newspaper as a kid, but then those probably were in all the relevant pages. And uh, and again, in college, it was mostly social media. So when I got home after college, I re- started reading the Indian Express partially because my sister had subscribed it and it used to come at home anyway. And I felt it changed so much for me. Like suddenly I was reading news from a newspaper and it was just facts, no opinions, no bias. And it felt weird to somehow be able to trust that news because I knew it was going through an editorial board. It was being checked by people. And I feel like subconsciously I had lost that trust in news, even though I knew I was consuming it through social media. And I also tried to like actively, uh, I mean, I found Faye D'Souza and tried to watch her videos. Initially, they used to be quite long. And I'll be honest, I didn't watch all of them. 
but uh, yeah whatever topic i found relevant i try to watch the, that topic and lately she's been doing doing this 10 minute just the news so i've tried to follow that and stay updated as much as possible yeah right parana you know even for me reading the newspaper has been a ritual for me ever since i can remember i used to you know take out an hour in the morning to go through the entire paper but and i was really proud of this habit because it just kept me so informed especially when i was in school because no one else used to read the newspaper at that age but this habit was ruined when i moved to the hostel because uh, even if you know i subscribed to the newspaper i'd never care enough to pick it up and actually go through it so during this time my main source of information were um news apps of hindustan times or in shorts but the issue was that you know there was a crap load of notifications coming every 15 minutes and it's more of a distraction than news to be honest you know spending an hour in the morning is quite enough to get go through whatever was happening um and another source was social media which i felt was very wrong like even back then i could see how differently the news is presented so now that it's been one one and a half years that i've been back home so i've picked up my habit again of reading times of india every day um i'm not saying this is like the best newspaper to rely on but it's something and also i do see a very visible change in how the news is presented not just the fact that it's just real facts and news but also the way it's written and how the character and how everyone is portrayed in the news yeah i mean coming back to like the evolved relationship with news even i think that even i recently downloaded the indian express app when and then i genuinely felt that there was a difference in my level of understanding for every news and there was a time like for a few months when i did not have social media and only had indian express so like whenever there used to be uh, like some issue no so like i I used to like read up a lot on it and it there was such a huge difference in my level of understanding of that issue and the kind of conversations I could have about it uh, like now the opinions were well informed rather than like influenced by what was being told around me so I think that was a huge difference and I really enjoyed that so yeah so we talked about these biased views and how uh, there are certain issues with getting news get off of social media platforms and i think people our age are generally quite aware even people younger than us are probably more aware than we were at that age but where do you think we are going wrong uh, so i'm going to uh, i'm going to start with pointing out the media houses um, a lot of people really believe what i was written on scoop open buzzfeed articles you need to realize that they're not the most credible sources they too are looking for clicks and likes so you know if you come across something that they've written it's always wise to go and read up from a proper source and you know take your time to understand what's going on it's very easy for someone to spread fake news and propaganda people are very likely to believe something when it's written in a more aggressive tone and it also gains more views and more likes when it's written in an aggressive tone uh you know people need to realize that there are certain attention capture mechanisms that these media houses follow to gain your attention so that you come to their page and you are reading their articles so uh, yeah i absolutely agree I, and recently remember there was this uh, news article going around regarding a certain 
uh, women harassment issue uh, from this very uh, propagandaish uh, online media publication called tatva that generally uh, post such right wing propaganda news and they specifically posted such articles on issues that everybody cares about and would share and post about so that they would get more views and they would get more traction on their page so it it always happens and we need to be extremely mindful of the source from where we're consuming our news and apart from that even if it's not a propaganda publication we need to just generally be mindful of what biases the media outlet has like every newspaper or media outlet has is bound to have some sort of bias it's bound to be either pro government or against it or have a particular leaning so we need to make sure that we at least know the source we should be probably consuming news from all sources to get a better understanding but whenever we trying to whenever we trying to research on a topic we should know where it's coming from so there are lists available online which you can probably consult and check that uh, what the source is and what their biases are so that you're better informed when you're reading yeah and i think when we talk about where we are going wrong in terms of consuming our news first of all like social media is not the place to be doing that like currently on social media a lot of emphasis on raising a voice and so in order to like raise a voice people often forget to fact check and just simply propagate fake news because you know there's some sort of a peer pressure to raise a voice so there is always like okay why are you silent about this why are we not talking about this and uh, why are okay you talked about that but you're not talking about this so you know narratives of that sort so they are so easy to like you are so quick to be like okay i don't want to be that person who is not talking about this so i need to talk about this and also i just share it so like i don't know if this is relevant or not but this is really amazing uh uh example comes to my mind so last year in january we had these amazon forest fires right so the, it was obviously a very sad thing that was happening so uh, somewhere around february the news came around that there are a lot of forest fires in uttarakhand that are happening so there was this one post which was like worded in such a way that okay you talked about amazon forest forest fires you were so concerned about this but you don't know that india itself is burning so uttarakhand is burning and there were these images okay and then like there were so many people sharing it and after a few, like a week then there this another uh, post came out that said that all of those images were false they were from some very other time and such forest fires in uttarakhand are natural and they are not something that is out of the ordinary so that was such a prime example of fake news and like getting people to just just you know ride the bandwagon to whatever is happening and like everything that is wrong with consuming news off of social media i think plus plus another thing to add here is that the you talked about how fast fake news was spreading so yes. this is one issue which was relatively harmless okay it did not yeah. affect a lot of people now what if it's something which impacts a lot of people you can't undo the damage that has been done okay it has reached yeah. so many people do you think that one particular article about how everything was wrong in that post is going to reach the same number of people yeah. who read that fake news i think to add to that i think that is probably happening in our parents generation who consume news off of whatsapp because 
these whatsapp fake news are a real thing and they've like they've been factually known to have caused riots and caused like yeah really uh, bad situations so yeah so, that happens and i think yeah but i think that we are so famously against uh, like th- these boomers uh, consuming fake whatsapp news right but how is that any different from us consuming fake news off of social media i mean uh, how is that any different if we are also blindly following whatever we are being shown and it's not just it might be factually correct but it's i always have an issue the with way the way it's presented, presented. right exactly yeah. the the wordings it is so it is so aggressive and okay not uh, we're not saying that we need to be apolitical we need to be indifferent and we need to be all centrist and be like oh we don't care and let's all chill and have fun but right there should be a way of like either you make it clear that this is my opinion and these are the facts like we need to like learn to differentiate that i guess Yeah I think the major issue with like these online publication is there is no difference we don't know which articles are opinion pieces which articles are factual news in the newspaper you would be sure right you would know that all of these pages are fact pages and there are these two opinion pages and yeah. you would know right. whether to how to read those pages but with these articles we just fed all of this information and there's just no boundaries yeah so talking more about these uh, social media echo chambers that are created because of probably half of it is this peer pressure that shruti talked about uh, so I-, i was actually reading that it was predicted even in the beginning of the internet like back in 1996 some mit researchers predicted that this would happen like this exact situation that we're facing about uh, social media chambers they had predicted that uh they said that individuals empowered to screen out material that does not conform to their existing preferences may form virtual cliques which would insulate themselves from opposing points of view and reinforce their bias which is what we're seeing right this is exactly what is happening and this is exactly what as apurva mentioned the documentary talked about hmm. um actually what uh what i think is that we spend let's say the x number of minutes on social media every day and we are constantly consuming content uh, subconsciously consciously and we're being sold a narrative more often like when when i saw the uh, cambridge analytica the whole thing right so with the whole idea so it seemed so easy to influence people right so even when they related so uh, in india we uh, we recently had the farmers protest right so uh, there were a lot there were a lot of posts that were coming from both sides on why the uh, farmer protests are good and why they are like not good and what is the reason that farmers are protesting and what are their grievances all right so um, that was the time when i was not on social media and i was like into indian express so i read up a lot on it i spent an entire weekend just trying to understand what it is and it was such a rewarding exercise because for the first time ever i actually understood what was going on there were such good articles that it, the uh, properly explained the re- like step by step reasons on why it is good and why it is not good and what are the reasons that people are actually uh, not okay with it and what's the history here and how it has historically been good and bad and so i felt that i had like a balanced view i felt that i understood what was going on and then from that point onwards i knew that whatever opinion i will make will be my own and not something which somebody has told me so that felt very empowering and i think that that is something that social media has completely stripped us off
Yeah, you're right, Shruti. I mean, reading from the correct sources matters a lot. As I mentioned in one of my previous statements, that um, with the oxygen concentrators thing that just happened in Delhi Khan market, um, you know, the social media is portraying a very different narrative and in a very aggressive manner. So I've been following the same news in the newspaper, and I'm telling you, it is so different. There's there's going to be the whatever the person's lawyer is saying and then there's going to be whatever the delhi police is saying like why they are behind him and why the lawyer is defending him and then there's going to be a third part which is where the case currently is okay he's like police is still finding him he's still not there so that's what now they, they get they're just telling you the facts that okay so this is what is currently happening and this is why both the sides think that they are right and it's up to you to decide what you think is right yeah thing in the midst of all of this it's sometimes important to try to actively like make sure you're not in an echo chamber like i know even if we agree with all of these things it's sometimes important to just know what the other side is thinking even if it's not right so i know we all follow this one person from college who has this <laughs> very uh, right wing views and he's constantly posting on his stories and we just follow him and read his stories out of like general knowledge purposes just to know what the other side is thinking yeah. so i think it's sometimes that is also important maybe to screw with the algorithm <laughs> or just to make sure that you're not like completely radicalized yeah i think uh, at the same time uh, what is also important is that you know this feeling that if you care about an issue you have to speak up about it on social media i don't know where it came from who said that to us but there is this underlying feeling right that if you are not that yeah we watched that and i think in all of this we are definitely not saying that outraging on the internet is wrong it's extremely important but once you've seen people talk about a certain issue outrage about it you know it's relevant just take out that time to go ahead and educate your own self about that issue and not be educated by just what you're seeing on social media i think yeah. that's important yeah you know um this this idea of echo chamber i think um you know even for positive thing it's very harmful uh, for example um you know we read upon a lot of feminist articles online we follow a lot of feminist pages and we've subscribed to so many feminist uh, news channels and everything but and and even the people around us okay we've surrounded ourselves with people who think like us the thing is that whatever we are thinking is it like uh, you know do 10 people other outside our circle also think that way you know we are constantly having those discussion that okay this is wrong this this needs to be changed but and we get very happy that oh okay everyone around us is thinking like that oh so everyone's you know on on the right pages but it, you know it's just a very it's just a huge shock when you sometimes come across certain pages now, i'm not even going to go into the depth of the kind of pages just some very basic bollywood news pages and sometimes you scroll through their comment section and it's just toxic sexist comments and it's just filled with that so it just makes you feel that you know i thought people my age were different and so this is also kind of echo chamber right whatever you thinking it's it's just in your circle yeah so it's, and it's also kind of the safe bubble that we're living in and right. in, 
hard to step out of it but you probably need to do that sometimes exactly you don't want to step out of that bubble but it sometimes really needed to so i remember when uh, you know climb was very new and you know just in its baby steps taking its baby steps we used to talk about the kind of things we want to post and it always used to be yaar we don't want to show like we hate men yaar do you think this looks like we're hating on men because you know the the entire point of having something like climb is to spread more information and more awareness among people and you don't want to alienate an entire gender by attacking them and you know making them the villain in the whole situation so i think uh, this is also something that media houses need to be very careful of that uh, you make sure that your content is in such a way that it reaches the people that it needs to reach absolutely i think that, that is one thing where content like people who are creating this kind of a content where they wish to educate people need can be a little cognizant that the i mean you can put it in a certain way that it is it is accessible like yeah reaching the people it should be reaching like we recently saw no like we really love the content that swaddle and fii make the all of their feminist content and they introduce us to some ideas that we never imagined and we never thought about but then we even we started thinking right that okay the kind of conversations that they are having they they are limited to certain circles so only recently i saw that swaddle started uh, taking out hindi with their videos their content in hindi and fii has been doing that since a long time so i think that is such a nice step in probably increasing their reach of their content to a wider audience which like which it should also be reaching right so i think that's also something that was really great and and while we're talking about these responsible uh, content creators i think it's also important to realize the fact that they can only continue to create responsible content or even create responsible news that is fact check that is edited is by making sure that they are paid with one thing that has gone wrong with shifting all of our content consumption from the internet is that we've stopped paying so while we would pay for print media for magazines and newspapers we rarely ever pay on the internet right mm-hmm. so it's really important to recognize that uh, these media houses also need monetary support so you know people should try to buy their subscription or become a beneficiary of whatever subscription packs they're offering because it's it's really important that uh, we support these few media houses that we actually like and make sure that responsible journalism is yeah like do you guys remember that uh, like recently half post india had to shut down due to lack of funds because i think there was some uh, policy change with a foreign investment and something like that so i mean it's not unknown for media houses to like completely shut down even uh, like due to lack of funds and uh, like even if you read your news right now big uh, publications such as the guardian also have like a link at the end where they ask you to donate like a small amount and then there are other publications which have like a paywall after a certain number of articles so yeah i mean it is it is our duty to help them i mean i remember there is this uh, media publication called the pari network which uh, reports news from the villages from the rural areas in a fashion that is uh, really responsible and those news are of- often overlooked by mainstream media so i remember their website had this uh, like separate page for 
contributing and i think it's really important because the media houses which would not have these subscriptions would eventually have ads and then they would be creating content for clicks which would in turn not be responsible content and not something should be consuming uh, yeah. you know building on to what you guys said uh, remember that documentary we saw on netflix the social dilemma in which they said that if you feel that you know you're consuming something for free it's not actually free you are the product so if you feel that on instagram there's like free resources for you to learn they are doing all this for your clicks they they're going to give you ads when they have a good reach so that is how they're earning money so it's better that you subscribe to them and you pay for something and then um, gather more information from those sources um i think that when we talk about consuming news uh, off of the internet there is also an opportunity that is that has come to us which was not there before earlier uh, the dissemination of news was um, had a barrier of entry right in in terms of monetary sense but right now when it is so easy for you to put out content online so there are other news which did not earlier get the mainstream um attention that now are getting it so as young consumers we can probably take up that opportunity and quite exciting that we can look into rather than uh, you know engaging in online work offs and uh, outrage so yeah when you consuming uh, content responsibly news responsibly it's also important to recognize that many media houses and big publications can have certain biases uh they may not be about their ideologies but could be related to caste or gender uh you know so it's important that you try to find media uh you try to find publications that uh you know bring out top like parina was talking about the pari network so they were bringing up stories which are not usually reported in mainstream media so it's important that um you know there's there's a diversity across gender there's a diversity across caste and there's a there there's a diversity across um class also so it really you know because this kind of diversity gives you a diverse view on the kind of on on how the crime is actually affecting a lot of people right and also so, another thing i really liked about fii was that uh, the editor in chief mentioned that they always make sure that for all their articles especially the news ones or the ones on lived experiences uh, they follow the policy of nothing on you without you so if it's an article about uh, the lived experience of a dalit person it will only be by a dalit journalist and if it's something by a on a queer issue it would only be by queer people so that makes sure that the perspective is considered that it's right it's, the, it's the, their life in their own world yeah yeah it's more authentic that way yeah so to conclude uh, what have been your personal learnings and unlearnings uh so for me my personal uh, learning i'd say or and learning has been that so as a kid i used to love reading the editorials uh, in the newspaper but i realized i was very easily swayed by those articles like that was my way of forming opinions about issues because i wasn't old enough to probably form informed opinions so and i can't believe one of my favorite columnists used to be shobha day oh. but <laughs> 
but uh, now as i've grown up and now as i started rereading newspapers and rereading more articles i have uh, tried to develop this habit that before even reading it i first check the credentials of the author to just understand where they are coming from it just helps to set a bit of context so if you know if the article is about the criticism on a government's policy is it someone from the opposition or is it a civil servant or is it some political activist because then it would be completely different and the biases would change accordingly right and if it's praise on the government's policy is it someone in the ruling party or is it an officer or is it just some normal person who's genuinely praising a policy so i think that is important and that really has helped me i think in forming my opinions yeah i think this is a really nice point that you're bringing up here that um, it's important to know where a person is coming from even when they're you know considered as experts in their fields so okay so uh, with this whole topic um i uh, recently came across this term called compassion fatigue uh, so which basically means that um, okay so hasan menad like first introduced me to this term and he explained it like right now in this world uh, we are being exposed to a lot of stuff that is happening and it's like a lot of browser tabs that are open in our mind so there is one that tells you that you have to care about climate change and there there's one that tells you have to care about racism okay there's the blm movement then there is the dalit uh, movement that is happening in india then there is stuff that's happening in the middle east then there is stuff that's happening in kashmir then there is obviously the pandemic so there are then there is fast fashion and there's like a thousand different things and when you are made that you are made to feel that you have to care about all of it you end up caring about none of it and like you feel like you actually feel tired and you actually feel helpless and so that is extreme overwhelm yeah and that is an actual feeling that like they they have a term for it compassion fatigue so like he put it in such a nice way that you cannot have this many tabs open and function right so it is okay to figure out okay these are the five topics that i'm passionate about which i care about and i will put my attention to and these are like a few topics which which will make do without my attention so these are the tabs that i'm deciding to close and that is okay and yeah i think all of us have felt that way at some point in our lives and about some issues personally so that is i think extremely important to keep in mind because honestly like i and since then i have been actively trying to recognize that which are the tabs that i want to keep open so yes i do feel very passionate about what is happening with um, the caste system in our country i am extremely passionate about climate change and what i can do about it and i constantly keep up to date about Uh, what should be done what are the policies and everything uh, on that but um, let's say um, like the, what's happening in middle east that is one tab that i decided i'd like to close because i felt that okay all right and i can try to educate myself but if there's a discussion happening in a room that is not something that i w- i will be willing to engage in because honestly i don't feel that i know much about it so that's a tab that i'm consciously deciding to close for now i think my biggest and learning over here has been that it's good to stay informed and you know i'm really happy about the fact that i take out the time in my day to read on everything but at the same time it's really important that you don't do all these things at the cost of your peace and your mental health but it's important to understand when you need to take a break and sometimes you need to take like a complete break from everything to just heal from whatever you've been consuming over the past 
few months or weeks yeah that is so so important i think we all took a break for a while because that was just an important thing to do at that point in time so to conclude uh, i'm going to leave you all with this uh, really amazing quote by our favorite relatable author rega ja on the news uh, uh, where she says unless you have in mind a specific application for the knowledge you will gain here you are engaged not in learning but in entertainment not a bad thing at all just a different thing it's worth remembering thanks for joining in see you in the next episode of the mahila collective cancel hone wali hai hum sab cancel hone wale hai